You are listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast on the Fantastic Four. The kids will carry your coffin, that's alright, that's okay. They don't care what you look like or who you see, what you say. The kids will carry your coffin, that's alright, that's okay. They don't care what you look like or Welcome to an iFanboy special edition podcast on Fantastic Four. I'm joined with my good friend Jeff Kanata. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Uh, good. I, I, I feel like I need to apologize for making you take time out of your day to talk about this movie. <laughs> oh, no. It's it's like an exorcism. It's... Uh... <laughs> It's very. It's good to get it off your chest, you know. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. That's for sure. So okay, yeah. So uh, we're talking about the last superhero movie release of 2015, um, yes. which, which I almost didn't believe. I've l- I had to look that up like four times to confirm. But uh, it, this is indeed the last of the comic movies. So this will be the last special edition podcast we do this year. Wow. Um, and this was the much-awaited uh, Fox uh, reboot of Fantastic Four, directed by Josh Trank, right? Uh, that's and, correct. Yep. Yeah, and uh, with fame. Yep, exactly. And uh, there, there's been. I, I feel like the emotions going into this movie, at least for me, were mixed because the trailers were like, "I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good," and like, "Oh, that looks like it has promise." Um, well, going, yeah. Going into it, Jeff, what did you think of the movie? Well, you know, I, I love the Fantastic Four. I, I understand that you're not. You've never been a big fan of that team, but I, yeah. I love the Fantastic Four. The the Walt Simonson run of that comic was was so influential to me as a kid, and yeah. like it made me fall in love with that team. And I just I, I love the Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, and, and I don't want to say I don't. I mean, I like them. I mean, I, I respect. I mean, of course, I've read the Kirby, the Stanley, Jack Kirby, the Legendary Run, and yeah, and I've read Jonathan Hickman's recent run, and I've read it here and there, and of course the Simonson stuff. So I'm versed in the Fantastic Four. It's just that you know I'm a pretty big X Men fan, you know. So it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Only, so many room in your life for so many teams. <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I love the Fantastic Four, and and I I was always of the opinion if they made a movie, it should be a period movie, like it should yep. be set in the '60s. It should none of that was happening. And I know I've read the Ultimate Fantastic Four. I know that there's precedent for them being teenagers, but I just didn't feel like I just didn't feel like it was a good choice to have them be teenagers. Like these are the Kennedys. These are like this is a family. This is like yeah. adult human beings, right? Scientists. So I was already a little worried going in, but um, the movie itself was so much worse than I thought it could possibly be. <laughs> it was. I mean, I really haven't. I, so okay. So so getting into it. So so I, I so watching the movie. It probably about. I want to say halfway through, I had that same sinking feeling I had when I watched X Men Three: The Last X Men's Last Stand or whatever it was the uh, um, the awful yeah. one. Uh, well, you're doing disservice to X Men Three. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you think it's worse? No, I think that's oh, the, that is X Men Three worse. is the worst ever. I I don't know if this is worse than that. I I, I dude, at least in X Men Three, <laughs> there's like competent action beats. Like, this movie has no has no competently filmed action moments. Yeah. The only action moment that is even remotely interesting is on a television set behind a character with <laughs> deep focus. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's I, and and as I've thought about this movie, and and normally normally when we talk about these movies, we talk about what we like, what we didn't like, and we're just gonna dive into what we didn't like because there's just so much to not like. Um, but I, walking out of it after I, I, I thought about it for a while, I thought about it for a good couple hours of what I think about this movie, and I really got to put it in the same category as uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. 
Yeah. In, in that for me, it, it is a the pieces of what it could be are there, and then what they made was just so uninspired and almost just lazy. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that's a good comparison. However, again, I will say like from a, from a comic book fan and superhero fan perspective, I think it's on par with those sort of the misunderstanding of what the characters are and just – it's like a movie from the 90s, like before yes. we knew how to make superhero movies. Yeah. But more than Green Lantern, more than X-Men 3, more than Catwoman, more than like bad superhero movies you can name, it also like fails from a purely – cinematic perspective from a purely technical perspective of like the the climax of this movie the big action set piece that we're supposed to have built up the whole movie for is laughably poorly made yeah like it it is so badly made it is (laughs) just people in front of a green screen kind of the 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 sequence itself doesn't really have any logic to it Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is handled so badly in this well, movie. I mean, well, I, uh, I wouldn't even stop at Doctor Doom. I would say every. I, I would say everyone is handled so poorly in this movie. Um, in that, like, and that's the thing that that drew, drove me crazy is that, like you said, Fantastic Four is like the Kennedys. Like, it's so much. It's built on the sense of family, the sense of you know, you've got you know Reed and Ben's friendship, you've got Reed and Sue's relationship, you got Sue and Johnny's relationship, right? right? And and Victor's relationship with with Reed and Victor's relationship with Sue. Like, there are all these lines about how people feel about each other, and this was so superficial. Like I like I like yeah. I was grasping for a relationship to hold on to and I couldn't find it anywhere. And we spend so much of the beginning of the movie with young Reed and young Ben. I don't know why. Yep. Like that and you would think that if we're going to spend that much time with with them it would actually add up to some sort of relationship. But it <laughs> it doesn't. Nope. It doesn't. There's you get no sense of who Ben is as a person at all other than it, that he, you know, he works at a at a wrecking yard and his yeah. brother's a, a dick. You know, his, it's like, yeah, his family owns a junkyard on long Island, which, t- which again, like you go to the core of the character, Ben Grimm's from the lower East side. He's from, <laughs> right. he's, from he's from Yancey street, which is in reality, Delancey street, New York, you know, like, right. like, and, and yes, New York has changed and, and the and the lower East side of the sixties is different from the lower East side of now. But so, but keep him in New York. Like, like, I, and I, don't get me wrong. I'm long, I'm, I'm a long Island boy at heart. It was great to see Oyster Bay get so much play in, in, in the, <laughs> in the movie. Although I do have to, I do have to call foul is that you can't see the city from Oyster Bay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like the shot, the shot where the power went out in his neighborhood and Manhattan's in the distance. Like uh-huh. it's, it's still a good about 30 miles away (laughs) that's funny that's something i would not have caught yeah yeah well that's the local boy in me but um (laughs) but uh yeah but i mean like it's it's like i thought i i actually found i enjoyed the beginning the the read origin part of it i thought that was fun that was nice and and gave us a sense of okay here's a genius kid and he's invented this and all that sort of stuff but the moment that they grew up was the moment where it just seemed like it just completely ran out of gas yeah, and we spend so much time in this movie without anybody having superpowers. Yep. And which is fine. Like I don't I don't need superpowers right at the beginning, but if you're going to spend that much time, like make it about something. Make it uh-huh. about these characters and instead it's this preposterous notion that we're going to build this teleport machine and then and then we're all going to get inside it <laughs> and it's like, "Well, and then the 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 only smart person in the entire movie comes along and says, uh, no, we're not going to let you guys get inside it. And the, their dad is like, what? I'll put a stop to this right away. It's like, what? 
in what universe do the scientists get inside the thing? Like, no, at no point does that ever happen. Right. <laughs> but but the, but that said, I you know like the the decision of them. So you know so so they what I thought was funny was they they do a test. Like so they build this machine to go into this other dimension, and they put a monkey in it, and they send the test, and the, then they send the monkey out there, and they bring the monkey back, and they're like, it He's works. Fine. Time He's to fine. go. To, yeah, time to go to men. <laughs> his his. His vitals are fine in the in the twenty seconds after he's arrived. I yep. pretty much think that concludes our uh, experimentation it's, on it's this. T- it's time to go to human testing. It's just yeah. <laughs> and then so then, like you said, they 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 are going to go to NASA to get astronauts to go do it or whatever. And now th- this is the one bit of human part that I thought is that you have you know so we're, we're glossing over the fact that it, this is at the Baxter Foundation and it's like a you get the sense that it's an R and D company in in Manhattan. And you've got Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and Victor Von Doom all working on this project, and with a real sense of pride. Apparently, Victor Von Doom had had started it before, and then and but Reed figured out the last piece of it, so they had to come together. And I'm watching. I'm like, okay, cool. They're gonna bond while they're building it, and you get one montage, one building montage, and I think there was one shot of them eating Chinese food, and like, oh, they're all friends. But right. aside from that, I got no. And you got a little sense that Victor kind of lusted after Susan, like just a little bit of that. But other than yeah. that, there was no relationship building amongst them. There was no camaraderie. There was just no like you. It 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 was the kind of thing where the, I felt as if the filmmakers depended on our knowledge of knowing what those characters are like in the comics and and, and everything else, and were depending on us to to uh, plug uh, plug the pieces together. I guess, which is just I, lazy, lazy. I, I, you know, I, I actually give them a lot of credit for the non-traditional casting, uh, you know, of, yeah. of Sue and Johnny, yeah. right? And and like going with the fact that Sue is adopted and it's kind of ma- not making a big deal about that. Like I kind of dug that. I was like, okay, cool. She's adopted. That's cool. But at no point in that movie do I ever get the sense that those people grew up together. Right, yeah. Like, or have any kind of sibling relationship whatsoever. Yep. And that's it's just so easy to make like that's that's the easy stuff, right? Exactly. And then and then furthermore, like the the romance between Reed and Sue, other than Reed kind of looking at her, and then Victor kind of getting annoyed that Reed's looking at her, you got no sense that she liked him back, or there was no. This is like one of the greatest romances of comics, and you got nothing. Um, Yeah, I agree. So so yeah so then so they they do the machine they send the monkey and then they're like and so then Victor and Johnny Storm and Reed get drunk and say we're gonna do it that was the one moment of humor like of course they get drunk and say we're gonna do it like I believe that like that yeah was, and I really like the speech about how you know you never remember the scientists you only yeah. remember Neil Armstrong and yeah. and Buzz Aldrin and like I I kind of I kind of dug that but everything that happens after that it was just- is utterly stupid just ridiculous like so they go over there victor ends up staying in the dimension and becomes the villain of course and they ruin dr doom ruin dr doom dr doom is the biggest is the biggest i think most egregious error in this like first of of all it's the most egregious error of many egregious errors (laughs) yes of many and yeah and that's saying something right um first of all Doctor Doom, as a as a just a purely abstract piece of design, yep. is is pretty perfect. Like, just looking at an image of Doctor Doom is awesome. Yep. In any any artist that's ever drawn him, even Roger Corman's depiction of Doctor Doom, like it looks cool. Yep. So why mess with that? 
Like, why create this really dumb looking, bad prosthetic? And even the freaking hood doesn't work. Oh. The, the hood looks like this giant weird thing on the top of his head. Yep. So just from purely visual standpoint, Dr. Doom is ruined. But then they give him some indeterminate powers, and which are horrifying. He's making people's heads explode. Yeah. Oh. But but what is that? Why is that? And what what is his motivation? So now so now he wants to destroy the Earth so he can live over in this other dimension alone. And, like like I no motivation. No. And motivation. there's nothing. There's no. literally nothing we know about that other dimension. Yep. We all the only thing we know is that it gave these people superpowers somehow. But for some reason, Victor. <laughs> likes it there and has been there a year without eating food or drinking water or like having having anything to do but somehow he really digs it over there for for some we don't know why oh, it's uh, it's so it's just wrong on so many levels yeah on so yeah. many levels and so yeah it's, and then and then that's the other thing too so they they, they go so they, they get drunk they go they go to the dimension reed decides they can't go without calling ben for no for i don't understand and <laughs> right ben goes and and of course they come back and the whole thing goes wrong and they end up getting these powers sue doesn't go but she's in the room when they come back and she gets zapped and gets power like it's right. just they, they botch it's like it's like you get handed the silver platter of gr- a great origin and great all the stuff and i understand that like the original fantastic four going in a rocket ship and then getting bombarded with cosmic rays doesn't work in a present day story okay i get it but like how you have sue doesn't even go with them i know it it's just so weird. It just it's it, so it, weird. It, the whole thing felt so weird, and that's the moment where it all goes off the rails for me. Yeah. Um, you know, re, so they they so they get back and they find out they have these powers, and of course the government gets involved and they all take them to some indeterminate place, which clearly is supposed to be Shield headquarters. No, the, the worst thing, the worst <laughs> thing for me, the worst thing that you're leaving out is they get their powers, and then we get. One year later. Yeah, a year jump. Yeah, no, no learning. The, to, yep. <laughs> the year is the most interesting part. Right. <laughs> That's the part we want to see. <laughs> and so you jump a year and Ben Grimm is now working for the army and just kill, yeah. killing people around the world. How did <laughs> we get to that point? The, 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 the stuff that every superhero origin story can't possibly screw up, which is like the fun thing about learning how to use your powers and being super powered. Yep. They literally skip over. <laughs> and and to your point, they you know a movie is bad when they explain things by someone looking at a computer screen that tells them something. And <laughs> right. in, in this case, in this case, read you know like Reed can stretch. He's Mr. Fantastic. His body can stretch and all stuff like that. The big question is, how does his clothes also stretch? And they just show him looking at a computer with a design of a outfit, you know, like suit, yeah. containment uniform. And then like, okay, fine. I'm just ignore that. You know, like it just. Like, it's and just, why? Why would? They, why do they need to have the suit be the thing that controls Johnny's flame powers? And like, Sue, and Sue's uh, disappearing invisibility. Yeah, I don't powers. understand yeah. how that yeah. improves. Like, isn't it cooler if? They can control it themselves, and they don't need a suit to do it. I don't. Yeah. I, that's a weird change to make for no reason at all. Yeah, it just really, it just, it just all, it's just so. This was so misstep after misstep after misstep, you know. And yeah. then finally, you, you get the big, you know, they go back, they 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 get Victor Von Doom back from the Dimension X, and he kills a bunch of people, and then he's gonna destroy it. And so they've got to fight him, and it's the cliche. They all try to fight him, and they all fail. But then, like, no, we need to do this together. And, but but uh, you're you're leaving out the fact that that sequence like 
Okay, it's a cliche, right? Yep, okay, yep. I would forgive it if it was actually interesting or right. entertaining on any level. Right. Right? The, just the pure execution of that action sequence. Literally, what happens is Dr. Doom throws dirt at our heroes. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and they get trapped in dirt. They get trapped in dirt, all of them. Every single one of them, they're trapped in dirt. <laughs> that's that's the way you attack the thing. It's the yeah. way you attack the human torch. It's the way you attack the invisible oh. woman. That's they are all all of their kryptonites is just dirt. <laughs> it's dimension zero dirt. It's just, it's just it just it just oh my the, the the and the thing was is that like it just jumped all of it just it, the year jump and then the jump to having to fight Doctor Doom. It, it is it was almost like reading an outline. Yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That the climax when when Doctor Doom like ran back into the machine and went back to the dimension. I said to myself, "Oh man, we we have like a whole another act here to go." Right. Because clearly, they're gonna like regroup and figure out, like learn from it and figure out what they're gonna do to fight Doctor. Nope. We're at we're at the end. They jump. They just follow him in. <laughs> <laughs> in this weird portal that yeah. previously didn't exist but works and just right. like it, just, <laughs> it was just and the, and the thing was and the, and and you know I know we all go I, I think there's a, I think there's a certain amount of fan service that happens in these that tends to happen in these movies and I I think we've gone around the bend where there's been a lot of fan service too much and now they've reeled it back in and there's just the right amount of fan service in like the Marvel Studios movies this had no fan service that's like, correct. Yeah. Other okay. o- other than other than referring to Victor as Doctor Doom early in the movie as like a, a kind of a ribbing and yeah. a horribly placed it's clobbering time during the climax that had no value because you never heard him say that before. Right. Um yeah. and like that's where I think this fell short. Like, you know, they go to the other dimension, give me a little annihilus. Give me a Anything. little Yeah, give me any give me some nod to the Fantastic Four mythology. But- there is nothing – that other dimension is so central to the plot yep. and we know literally nothing about it. We yep. know that it has like green goopy stuff. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like a place that, that actually could be a place. Like it yep. doesn't – also what, something my co-host and Slash Filmcast pointed out that I thought was really funny is there's literally one location – Yep. Like every time they travel to the other dimension, it's like the same like twenty foot radius. I thought the same thing. Like, what are the odds <laughs> that they keep landing at the same spot? It's just like, yeah. And that's the thing too is that like it also like um, like just a uninspiring lack of scenery in the movie. Like yeah. so so after they get their powers, they go to this you know anonymous base in the mountains, and it seems like the only room Sue can go in is the room with all the storage containers, and she just keeps moving them back and forth. It's like, so bizarre. Like, it was just so it, it 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 was just so lacking. It just it seems as if like once they all started doing the movie, everyone unanimously stopped caring. Like, well, let's just get this over with. I don't understand yeah. it. I, yeah. I, I guess I mean the things that I could say positively are I thought the Human Torch yes. effect looked really cool. Yep. I, th- uh, I honestly it- I thought everything about the Human Torch was good. I thought they nailed. I thought they nailed Johnny from a from a origin standpoint that he you know that he's rebellious kid who doesn't have fun find a way but is mechanical and likes to rate. They got the car racing in there. Um, they got his sarcasm and his attitude right. I thought every, I thought the the Human Torch was one of the only positive spots of the movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, and you know, and and there are some things here and there that aren't awful, but overall, 
Yeah. Overall, it is uh, it is a failure on pretty much every level. Just like fundamentally on a filmmaking level, yeah. there are so many moments that just don't work. You know, I thought I thought the first time we see Reed stretched was really effective. I really thought like the way it zooms in on his skin and you see it and it looks really real and it looks like oh my god that would kind of really be disturbing to see a human being's skin stretched that way. Yep. But then every other time we ever see him stretch, it looks comical. Stupid. Comical. Comical. Yeah, yeah, like, and it also it it actually had me questioning the concept of the power to wondering if this is actually a power that can work in modern day. Like, is we talk about how we never we never thought we like the technology wasn't there, and we never thought we'd see like Thor and and all right. these kind of and Iron Man, all this stuff, but now they exist and stuff like that. And I'm wondering, does Mister Fantastic have a place in modern day? I mean. I I just look at the Incredibles movie and yeah. go, it, it can work. Yeah, it can work, but I mean, obviously, that's a cartoony look anyway. But yeah, um, yeah, just uh, it's just very, very strange, very, very strange. Um, I mean, this was very much. I mean, like you said earlier, it, it owes a lot to the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I but uh, Sue's costume owes a lot to the fantastic, the Ultimate Fantastic Four, and I thought that was good with the gloves and the short sleeves. Like that was a a nice comic to real world tra- to real world transition. Yeah. Yeah. But but really, if I'm talking about the costume, like that's not that's not a good sign. Like it's not a good sign. <laughs> no, I thought I thought the two I thought the honestly the two biggest um, failures of this were Ben Grimm. Mm-hmm. Who was just it was just blanks blank slate, just nothing yeah. nothing um nothing redeemable, nothing loving, nothing nothing about what makes Ben Grimm such a great character is in there. But the whole movie is like that. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. It, it it feels joyless. It yep. feels humorless. It there's no fun. There's not even like even the worst um you know superhero movies. There's oftentimes there's at least one action sequence where you can go well. That was kind of cool. Like yeah. Green Lantern. There's a there's several action sequences in Green Lantern where I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. You're being far more generous to Green Lantern than than <laughs> yeah, maybe so. But I just feel like this movie is. I mean, I it really feels like we're piling on, but that's only yeah. because of how bad it is. It's just, I mean, it's it's baffling. I mean, and and, and it's the thing. And and and, and I was uh, well, when I was walking home from the movie, I was talking about it, and I was like, you know, honestly, it is the most offensive and egregious. Um, Mis misstep that a, a movie like this can take, which is like you want to give me bad, give me Catwoman, Roger Corman level bad, Ghost Rider, yeah. let, let, give me give me something to latch onto to laugh about how bad it is. Right. But th- the biggest offense this movie makes is that it's just uninspired and it's forgettable and it's yeah. and it was just like not it was it was so mediocre, middle of the road. Not taking any risk, not putting any heart into it. It was just by the numbers and kind of soulless. That and that—that's the worst kind of movie, it, if you ask me. I—I yeah. I couldn't agree more. It—it yeah. it really makes uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer seem like uh, you know Gone with the Wind. It's—it's it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I didn't—I uh, didn't mind the 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 first two Fantastic Four, the Jessica Alba movies. I didn't. I, I think Rise they, of the yeah. Silver Surfer is actually pretty decent. I, I've yeah. defended it a bunch of times. I think the first Fantastic Four is eh, not so great, <laughs> but I think Rise of the Silver Surfer actually has some really fun stuff in it. Yeah, and I think you're—I think you're right about you know go back and make it a period piece if you're going to do the origin. But as a, but I, what I couldn't help thinking during the movie is like make a movie where they're just established. Forget yeah. the origin. We know the origin. Oh. They're the, now they're the Fantastic Four. They live in the Baxter Building and they do science and they go on crazy cosmic adventures and just go. Just go. I, I totally agree. And I think, well, I have two versions of this that I would love to see. The the, the second version, which is the one that you're kind of talking about, is is that it's really about celebrity 
And like these are, and, and that was kind of what those, the Rise of the Silver Surfer was about, but yeah. you could have it be, they're established, they're known, they're like, they're, they're an, they're a, an institution in yeah. New York. Right. You know, that would be a really fun, cool movie. The other version, which is, you know, everybody's saying, well, if this tank's bad enough, maybe Marvel will get the rights back. Nope. I think Marvel has done this really smart, cool thing where they've established like two different time periods of Marvel history where, you know, you have old Hank Pym and young Scott Lang and like Hank Pym was awesome in his day. And we have sort of the, the old generation, you know, um, Tony Stark's dad and like that whole generation of Marvel heroes. And we keep hearing stories about how there was awesome stuff going on back then. Yeah. Like have that be where the fantastic four is set, have it be this thing that was around in the sixties. And then if you want to come to present day, they're all, you know, in their fifties. I think our fifties or sixties. That would that would be, that would be awesome. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny because you know, I, I and, and everybody talks about Marvel getting back the movie rights and all, like it's Fox. It's not going to happen. Like everybody's going to yeah. stop thinking that way. The, the Mar, Mar, Marvel Entertainment has given up on trying to get Fantastic Four and X Men back. So like everyone, like I know we 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 and everyone thinks Spider Man is 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 the shows that can happen, but that was Sony. Like the 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 relationship between Fox and Marvel is so deteriorated that I don't I don't think we'll ever see it in our lifetime. Um, and but the thing is, is that I believe that Fox is capable of making good movies. I mean, look at the X Men movies. There was a spark. There was a je ne sais quoi. There was something about X Men First Class that got right. you excited again. And yeah. and Days of Future Past continued that. You know, I, I think I think Days of Future Past had some flaws, and and I would have liked to have seen a, a, a movie in between the two. Like I would have wanted another '60s X Men movie, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I know, and I and I feel like the retro thing, the Mad Men approach, is a bit of a, a, a crutch that people look to. But um, but I think it fits here. I think the idea of exploration, the space race, all that sort of stuff, it all fits within Fantastic Four. And just give me something to hold on to. There was nothing to hold on to in this movie. Just I agree. Nothing. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it needs. It just needed to be injected with fun. Yeah. There is nothing fun that ever happens. Yep. Yeah. And 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 they and they try, and it's almost like they had a checklist. Like at the end of the movie, when Johnny's ribbing Ben Grimm, and you you get the sense of their rivalry. But like that was just it was at the end of the movie, and it was twenty seconds at most. Yeah, and the only you know. thing you've ever seen Ben Grimm do in this entire movie is be devastated about his life, and it's, yep. and it kind of feels like. Wow, Johnny's a dick. Yeah, like, no. He all, you know? all Ben Grimm does in this movie is be is be devastated about his life and carry Reed's heavy shit. Like, yeah, that's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that ribbing like doesn't it, it doesn't feel fun at all. It just yeah. feels like oh man, wow. Oh, and just, and my God, that ending is so that ending was, painful was oh rough. And how do you take them out of Manhattan? I don't. That like, I don't understand. Like either. the ending is like the the government just gives them an a, an installation in the mountains and right. like, and they look at this big room and Johnny's like, oh, I want over there. Like what? What did you? It's just not nonsense machinery and just like. <laughs> yeah, it, none of it makes any sense. The, the the fact that the government would be like, wow, no one knows you saved saved the world, but we know. So yeah. let's give these high school kids a oh. bunch of expensive stuff. Oh I, my god. And then just the fantastic, just the, the shoving the fantastic thing down their throat. It was just, oh, it was like, we should yeah. be a team. We need a name. It was like, oh, you're right. It, this is like, if you told me this came out in 1998, I would believe it. Right. It yeah. feels like a, it feels like this weird time capsule from yeah. a time before we knew how to make superhero movies. Yeah. And I hate know? to, and I hate to, and I hate to dump on it, but it's just, it's just, I, it's just the word. It's, it, it was just offensive. It was offensive. 
So, yeah. yeah, it's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. That's rough. Yeah. I'm sorry to make you talk about it again, Jeff. I'm oh no, sorry. that that's the fun part. That's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think we've spent enough time kind of bashing it, and and yeah. I wish there was something redeemable to be excited about. There wasn't even an in, throw an end credit sequence in. Everybody loves that. All you got to do is yeah. 30 seconds of something weird happening in the during the credits. Nope. Yeah. I, I I half expected, you know, there's that one point where they like get back to earth and they're looking over that giant pit, you yeah. know, that giant hole in the ground. And I was like, oh, just have a little Fin Fang Foom come out of there. Yeah, just, just a, like little, a little, a little moloid, a little, a yes. little yeah, <laughs> like a little dude scurry away or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing. Nothing. Oh, God. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, Jeff, thanks for giving us some of your time. I appreciate it. Oh, it's always fun talking to you, Ron. Yes. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. So where where can the people find you online? Easiest way is to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Kanata, and that's spelled with two N's and one T. Uh, I do a bunch of shows, uh, the Slash Filmcast. I do uh, a video game show called DLC that's at 5x5.tv slash DLC. And I do a, a comedy show called We Have Concerns, and that's at wehaveconcerns.com. Which is a very fine comedy show that I'm a fan oh, of. So Thank you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And uh, you can head over to ifanboy.com where you can comment on this uh, podcast. Tell everyone what you thought of Fantastic Four. If you have any redeeming things to say, please let the community know. <laughs> we want to see it. And uh, like I said, this is the last superhero movie of the year, so we are done with our special editions. Although I might, I might uh, pull the band back together in the fall to talk about some of the TV that's coming out, because uh, there's just so much great comic book uh, inspired yep. TV this fall. So And uh, uh, next year there will be plenty of superhero movies. Yes, exactly. Exactly. With, with after after that Deadpool trailer, I'm kind of excited about Deadpool. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's a Fox property. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So excellent. All right, so check out ifanboy.com for all your stuff and you can find me on Twitter at ronxo and uh until next time, uh please go see a good movie this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go see Mission Impossible. It's really yeah, good. don't don't see this. <laughs>